Welcome back. Another brand new episode. Nothing important podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. I'm here. I am fucking here. Long as day. Every day is a long day, and that's a good thing. I'm grateful for that. Long day is not a complaint. That's not me being negative. Um, it's a fucking day. I'm alive. I'm grateful. You should be grateful. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's why I start off my podcast. I start off my podcast talking about myself and then I just flip it. I flip it on you. Whoever the fuck you are. Sunday for me. Sundays are great. Sundays are slow. I think Sundays are supposed to be slow. It's supposed to be slow. It's supposed to be a day where you take a long fucking walk. Maybe go grab some tobacco, smoke some cigars, do some extracurricular activities. Take it fucking easy, ladies and gentlemen. That's what my day was looking like. I took a long fucking walk. I smoked some cigars. Went to the comedy club. Had my little five-minute set of me going on stage and uh, talking to strangers. And it was a good Sunday. Um, it was a good Sunday. I had, My mind was clear most of the day, not really thinking about too much, really just being in the moment and enjoying myself. And from that, it's like almost like a, I guess it's this compensation or, or like the pendulum swinging back. It's like on days where I don't speak very much or I don't think very deeply, when, those are the days when like the deepest thoughts fucking smack my noggin. You know, it just happens to be like that. And days when I'm searching for information or creativity or inspiration and that desperate look, nothing's there most of those days. <laughs> but when I'm just observing, and that's an interesting state of mind you know, when you're just being an observationalist in, in the truest sense, like visual observation, not speculation, not throwing my own shit on stuff, just taking a walk and looking at what the fuck is around me, you know, not my critiques on it, not my thoughts on it, not judging people, just observing what the fuck is before me, um, it's a beautiful thing to do, and I enjoy it, I think they call that people watching, and I, I gave it way too many fucking words as I usually do, um, <laughs> but... Yeah. I'm in love. I am in love uh, with my child. I am. It's a new love. It is something I've never felt in my fucking life, and it's consuming. It's what I think about. It's what I meditate on. Um, it is the biggest lesson that I've gotten in my lifetime that there's something more important than everything else that I have always focused my energy on. Whatever pursuit, whatever thing that I'm reaching for. And when my mind is kind of like focused on the correct thing, which is love for my child, all those other things, they're just so small. The perspective is just so, it just shines a bright light in my fucking face and I can't close my eyes. I can't lie to myself. I can't avoid the fucking truth that all those things, I'm not here to say they're meaningless. I get it. People love their passions and the pursuits and success and hard work and determination. Great. 
I don't believe that's what life is about. I don't think so. That's a part of it. The journey is a part of it. We talk about what is it, fate or destiny or, you know, Paulo Coelho, the alchemist. I was, I was reading that again while I was on the fucking shitter. Great book. Tale of Narcissists in the fucking beginning of the book. Incredible. So many meanings to pull from that. If you haven't read the book, if you've never heard of Narcissists, it's basically a tale of this guy who was possessed by vanity and he would go to this pond and in the pond he would stare and it wasn't because the pond was beautiful or he dropped his fucking keys at the bottom of the well. It was none of those reasons. He did that just solely for the fact of the reflection that the pond emitted. It allowed him to look at himself and he would spend his days in an obsessive mindset, like just focusing only on self and then not even himself, but his image, how he looked to himself in this reflection and he fell in love with it and he became entranced with it and he spent his days doing that until one day he fell in the fucking pond and drowned and died in there and a flower grew out. And a God came and was talking to the pond because, you know what I'm saying, this is old white folklore. It's got to be motherfucking acid trippy, right? I mean, it's not even white people. Just every fucking old piece of mythology or like religion. So it's all acid trippy. It's all mushroom trip shit, right? But in this one, the God comes to the pond and starts questioning the pond. And uh, (laughs) it's basically asking the pond like, yo, do you miss this guy? Um, because of his beauty, you know, he was staring at you for reflection, but you got to look at him and his beauty. And the pond said, well, you know, I never noticed that this guy was beautiful. And the God says, how could that be true? He stared at you every fucking day. You guys were face to face every day. How do you not notice his beauty? And the pond um, said, because it would gaze into the eyes of this man and see a reflection of itself. And they were both doing the same thing. And I think on a negative side, you can look at this as like, you know, it's kind of implied in the guy's fucking name. He's narcissistic. His name is narcissist. That's where the word comes from, right? But how I took it, having, you know, read this book a couple times over, and I go back to it for inspiration. There's like a, a magic creativity that I kind of draw from it. Um, as it relates to my own journey in my own life, as I'm rereading it today, the impact it left on me, I was, I was like, you know, they were the same. He is staring at the water and the water is staring at him and they're doing the same thing. But as the water is staring at itself, it has to do through, so through the eyes of the man. And as the man is staring at himself, he has to do, through, do so through the reflection of the water. And so they are one. They're both looking at themselves. You get the metaphor there? It's like he is the water. The water is him. We are everything. And, you know, I think a high level of consciousness is where we can see ourselves and everything and see everything inside of ourselves. It's all connected. Am I going too motherfucking far on a Sunday evening? You're going to be listening to this on a motherfucking Monday? Is that too deep? Is that too heavy? Maybe. I don't think so. I think it's beautiful. I think it's motherfucking beautiful. 
ladies and gentlemen. You know? That's how, that was my interpretation. It's like they, they, they thought they were looking at themselves, but they were looking at something else. But in all actuality, they were looking at themselves because we are in everything and everything is in us. Um, <laughs> you know, that's an acid trip in itself. So that's a nice little fucking conundrum. Nice, nice little riddle for you to unro unravel. But it was beautiful to me. And I was thinking about that all day. As I was being like an observationist, as I'm walking around or, you know, I, I get the little bird scooter and I ride through Piedmont Park and on the Beltline, I'm just whizzing past people. You know, kick a kid. Get the fuck out the way, kid. Ring, ring. You know, as, as a responsible 30-year-old man does on a Sunday. You know, I get on a fucking electric scooter and I ride through the city of Atlanta. Maturity. But as I was doing that, as I'm like absorbing everything that's around me, and I had that in my brain, that concept. It's like, for once, I was looking at everything and kind of like outside of myself this time, though. Like recognizing I've done this 5, 10, 15, 100, 200,000, 10,000 times. I don't know how many days I've been in fucking life. But uh, every walk that I've taken, every moment in my life that I've spent being an observationalist, just people watching or watching the world around me, being conscious of that, I can say a lot of that has been through the scope of trying to interpret how that relates to self. And then growing... I guess because I've been educated to, and because this is kind of like consensus knowledge that that's narcissism, to look at the world and, and, and see only how it relates. So that's selfish, see how it relates to self, only seeing yourself in all these things. You know, we all suffer to that, um, to some degree, we, we suffer with that, right? Like you see a person look at you and you interpret, what are they thinking about me? What are, you know what I'm saying? We all do that to a certain extent. But I don't, I don't think it's unhealthy. I don't think it's negative. I think we might be interpreting it the incorrect way. When we're looking at everything external and wondering how that relates to self, that's correct. You know? Once again, let's get down the motherfucking mushroom rabbit hole. This is trippy, but I believe this. If you can kind of grasp what I'm trying to say. Is that you are looking at everything as it pertains to self because you are looking at yourself. How you see the world, what you see, how that gets cut in your brain, how that information is transmitted is just a reflection of self. All of that, it's just a reflection of self. So if you see ghouls and goblins around every fucking corner and you see evil in every human and you see corruption and you see pain and you see suffering, that's what's going on in the inside of you. I'm not saying if you walk around fucking la-di-da positive that homeless people don't exist. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying what do you see when you, when you look? You know? There's words for that. Jaded, right? Negative. I was thinking about that, man. It just kind of like some, something went off in my brain today. I was like walking around. I was looking. And I was like finally aware 
that I was looking at myself as I'm looking at everything, but it wasn't in a selfish way. It's a selfless way. So now that I see a person, my interpretation of how they think about me or how I think about them is more so in relation to the fact that we are one. We are the same. Same thing with a fucking tree. Same thing with the concrete on the ground. We are all literally part of the ecosystem of the planet. We are the planet. Nobody thinks about it in those terms. We think about like we're inhabitants of Earth. Right? But there's a bigger picture at play, man. Gravitational pull and the orbit that we're in circulation. And, you know, what is a year to us versus what is a year to the fucking planetary orbit? Or, you know what I'm saying? The life cycle of a star or the sun. It's all relative to some greater magnitude or some lesser magnitude. And so we are a reflection, like a microcosm of something that is much perceivably bigger than us. But it's all the same from top to bottom, from bottom to top. It's all the same. If you're still fucking following me, hopefully you are. This is going to be Matt's acid trip with no drugs. You know, none of the fun, just the introspective and external observations. With high consciousness, baby. Um, <laughs> but it's true. You know, I look out with my eyes and I observe the world around me and that's what's going on inside of me. How that makes me feel, the thoughts that come about, what inspires me, what turns me off. That is telling me what I am, who I am, how I am. And if I don't like what I'm seeing, I got to change myself. Right? We are the planet. I don't know if that makes sense, but we are the planet. Think about what the human body is. We get taught we're one individual. That is on a, a grand scale. And the totality of what makes a human body and mind and spirit. But those are grand concepts. That's the, that's the top. On the minute level, if you took a microscope and, you know, put it on your fucking elbow, you would see millions of organisms, cells. They're all, they're all individuals, right? So we're not an individual. Nothing is individual. Everything is everything. And to use the body as an example, we're just like a culmination of bacterias and cells and fucking all these separate living organisms collectively making up what is a human being. So if you can see it on that, that microscope, you can just scale that up into the biggest of the big, the things that are bigger than us perceivably, and understand that the human race is one body. And the land that we live on is one body connected to the human race. Just keep on going up in scale. And our planet is connected to the other planets and the moons and the suns and our solar system and our galaxy. It all works the same fucking way from top to bottom, from bottom to top. It's all connected. And I think about that. It's a truly inspiring concept for a guy like me who is... I'm interested in you know weirdo shit like that. I am. So it is an interest. But beside that, just somebody who's trying to understand... You know, when I think in those terms and I walk around and I observe and I look at humanity 
and I look at the things that are not maybe even our species like plants or animals or bugs or the, you know, the rays of light that the sun is spitting out and slapping me in the fucking face with or the grass growing out the ground. When I think about in terms of the interrelationship, the undeniable connectivity, you know, that's it's 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 inspirational. Not it's not kumbaya. You know, to understand what that entails, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of violence. That is all nature. It's all organic. The things that, you know, religious people call evil. You know, all these things are just a balance of the light and the dark, but it is all fucking necessary. It all holds each other's hands. (laughs) You know? It's incredible to me, man. I was at the fucking comedy club, went up there, did my little five minutes, go out. Um, I'm in the back talking to some other guys that, you know, they've been doing this for a little longer. And, you know, three of us, we just standing there, we talking and just got into like, you know, when you <laughs> when you go to a comedy open mic, there's going to be a lot of collective mental illness going on. You know what I mean? This is, <laughs> this is not a place for normal, healthy brained human beings, or maybe we're the normal ones that society's fucked up. However you want to spin it to make yourself feel better. I think everybody's crazy. That's my opinion. You can have yours. But I was having this conversation with these two other gentlemen that were kind of on the same wavelength as it pertains to not opinions, not biases, not experiences, but like the observation of life. And it went where when you when you're around gentlemen like that, uh, the conversation is always going to go one way. <laughs> it's going to go, you know, fucking streamline, bullet train toward, you know, is there a God? And, you know, it got to that part of the conversation. And that's something I think about a lot. Thinking about the day I just had makes me understand what God is. God is everything. All opinion, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Christian, Muslim, if you pray to Krishna, if you jerk off into a bowl and boil it. And, you know, serve it to old people at a fucking old person's home and call it scrambled eggs. I don't give a fuck what anybody believes. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I don't care. I'm giving my perception. It's not to offend. It is not an argument. It's not a debate. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I think that's what God is. I think God is everything. And it's a hard pill to swallow If you were to consider what I'm saying, because I am not saying it in terms of just the light, just the joy, just the happiness, just the love, like that fucking incredible, massive thing that has changed in my life where I have, it feels like I I grew a new heart separately from my child. That's how much I feel like I love her. And I could call that God, but that's just me being biased. That's not it. It's a part of it, but it's everything. It's also the days where I felt like I was broken, where I felt like I couldn't continue. My skeletons in the fucking closet, the things I have yet to unpack in my psyche, the pains, the traumas, the hardship, the hopelessness, the mental illness, that is all part of it. That is all part of it. It's my individual experience of what is everything, you know? We're just fragmented. 
we're all one body. Everything is one. And we're just this physical reality that we're experiencing. Once again, my opinion, disclaimer, don't put the fucking COVID banner on the bottom. If you want to reach spiritual enlightenment and align your chakras, the first step you should take is getting a COVID-19 vaccination. I get it. I get it. Go get fucking vaxxed. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, in my opinion, what's going on. Everything is just micro fragments of something that is much larger in scale, which is the everything. And the all is God. You know? Just my thoughts here. I don't know if you follow me. I don't know if you opened the car on the passenger side and you got in and you put on your motherfucking seatbelt and you watch me try to drive stick when I don't know how to drive stick on fucking railroad tracks because that's what just happened. Bumpy ride if you fucking follow me on that one. But it's what I believe. Not even a belief. I, I can't even use that word. That, that's another amazing thing as well. I'm in love with language. I'm in love with language. English language is the only language I know. So, you know, that makes me a fucking lazy, passionate person, right? You know, <laughs> but what I mean by that is just I love auditory expression, being able to have a thought and the immediate manifestation of that idea is just somebody vocalizing in a pattern that can be relayed to another living entity and they can understand that. You know, in this case, if they spoke fucking English and they could tolerate my craziness, right? I'm in love with language. But there's so many things that we perceive and we experience in this life that are too big for words. And that's why poets and artists and musicians that write a great song, um, comedians, orators... These people are so worshipped throughout time, not just because of the aspects of like what is illuminated nowadays, which is like celebrity and talent, which are just shadows of what the bigger picture is. It is that somebody may be a vessel to be able to express concepts that are, to the majority, unable to be expressed by words. But even the most poignant of orators... The most powerful poets, the most amazing songwriters, the funniest, most profound comedians. There's some things in this life that can't even be spoken. They can only be experienced. You know, and I call that God. And that comes in many fucking ways. It comes in the, in the day of pure joy and hope for the future where you feel like you are in heaven and the days where you're brought to your fucking knees. And everything in between. Just my fucking thought. I'm I'm not saying I'm opening up a church. I'm not opening. I didn't I didn't already build the LLC. You know what I mean? <laughs> How do that work? Do they do LLCs for fucking churches? You know, because they get all the you know you don't get taxed for shit. I could just take that money and buy Gucci suits. Gucci suits, baby. I take cash. I take cash app. I take Venmo for the Lord. Um. Yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just expressing what I fucking. Why am I even defending myself? I'm de who am I defending myself to? Like you're willfully listening to me. So, 
you 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 cut it up, you decipher it, you fucking make it what you want to make it for yourself. Take the pieces that you like, throw out the pieces that you don't. But it's not me, I am me. Didn't I just say we're all one? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to contradict myself. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, that's my thoughts on you know Sunday revelations, and tomorrow I will go back to um, regular life, and the programming will set in, and what will happen. You know, I'll, I'll take a quick break, fill up the coffee cup, scroll Instagram for a second, and see some bitch with an incredible ass, and all that fucking spirituality is just going to go out the fucking door. Because that's what happens. I am also human. I am also a, a, a mammal. So they say. Um, <laughs> I did a, I was talking about a movie that I was going to watch, because we're on the topic of like my passion for language. Language. Incredible. The arts as they pertain to language. And I was going to watch a movie. And I did watch that movie. It's called The Shape of Water. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. That that movie was... It was okay, man. I, you know, I'm on Sober October. If I had like... You know what I'm saying? Some en- empty cigar blunts that I filled up with, you know, some, some Los Angeles marijuana... It would have been much better because that's kind of the vibe there to stay focused on a movie that is just, just kind of like, I like avant-garde, but this thing was like fucking, ugh. It, was, it was over the top. It was over the top, um, in my opinion, but it was great in the sense of like, it sells the book. I don't know if a book was there. This is the metaphor I'm trying to paint for you. Let's get visual. If you walk into a fucking Barnes and Nobles, the greatest establishment in the fucking planet. Uh, if you walk into a Barnes and Nobles after you went to Starbucks, got your little coffee, you're walking in the aisles of Barnes and Nobles. There's a lot of books. There's tons of fucking books. They come in all different types of colors. If you know anything about marketing, uh, marketing geniuses, people who are crazy, um, mad scientists as it pertains to psychology, they study ways to make people buy products. So all these tactics are employed in an industry as um, as rich as the fucking book industry is, as profitable as that industry is. There's a lot of marketing that will get somebody to pick up a book and get somebody to go to the register and pay for that fucking book. You know, especially when everything's free nowadays online. So these marketing geniuses, they focus on colors, they focus on the fonts, they focus on anything to make the fucking book pop. And that's what I feel like this movie was. This movie was the most incredible front and back cover of any book. I mean, the inside could have just, you could have just opened it and a used dildo fall out. You know, <laughs> that's how I felt about the actual movie. But the title of it caught me. The title was so good. The Shape of Water. That title was so good. It made me sit through an entire shit show, you know? And I was like, I was left like, fuck, this is bullshit. This is, this is some weird, uh, you know, period piece. It was set in the 1960s. Uh, fantastic shit with some mute lady. She couldn't fucking speak. She was deaf and she was like a, a, a cleaner. She was a housekeeper for some weird, crazy scientist laboratory. They had in a fucking, they caught a merman. But he wasn't like Ariel. He didn't have like human top and fins where his dick should be. Um, <laughs> he was like a fish man. He was an amphibian man. 
and she like abducted the nigga because they was abusing him, ended up relating to him because she was a mute and he was an outcast. So they started fucking. She started fucking the fish. It's a wild movie. It is a wild fucking movie. And I was kind of getting upset toward the end of this movie. I'm like, I wasted my movie time on this. I wasted my movie time on this. But like I said, I didn't say it was the best cover that I've ever seen. It's the best front and back cover. Incredible back cover as well. So the, the beginning, what hooked me was the title, The Shape of Water. And at the end of it, to kind of tie in you know, all the shit show that just happened in the beginning, the guy basically, um, I think he knew it was a bad film. <laughs> and was like, I have to tell you the inspiration, the beautiful piece of art that I ingested that made me go and throw money at this this hawk of shit. Um, what inspired it? And it was basically a poem from some, I guess the guy was an Indian. Or, I don't remember the guy's name. Maybe I screenshotted the poem because I'll, I'll say it for you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be poetry class, man. Okay, I do have it. I don't have the author of the poem, but if you Google um, the Shape of Water poem, who wrote it, you'll see. Guy has a funky ass name. He's long dead. He has tons of other poems that are incredible. This is the poem here. Unable to perceive the shape of you. I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart. For you are everywhere. That's pretty fucking incredible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Once again, that was not written by the guy who made this fucking movie. It was some old, you know, philosophical son of a bitch that is long dead. That wrote a lot of other great shit. So if it took me watching, you know, some mute lady fucking a, a six foot two fish in her tub. Um, if it took all of that for me to get that poem. And kind of like, you know, now I can go and, and look this guy up and see other amazing shit that he's written. Then I, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I'll take the salt with the sweet. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, unable to perceive the shape of you. I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart for you are everywhere. Isn't that what I was just fucking talking about? Maybe that's what inspired my my perception, my Sunday fucking enlightenment, where I was walking around observing the tie-in to that book, The Alchemist, in the beginning, that tale of narcissists, where he's staring at the water and the water's staring at him, and unbeknownst to either of them, they were looking at themselves. And more than just the reflection, they, he was the water was the man and the man was the water. And in this poem, you know, he can't perceive the shape of what he's witnessing. He or she. I don't, I don't want to get into the pronoun argument. Uh, whoever's writing a fucking poem is saying they're unable to perceive the shape of you. I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart for you are everywhere. It is the everything. It is the all. It is the interconnected relationship that everything is to something else. To me, that is God. You know? Profound? Did I just waste your fucking time? Maybe. Um, yeah, that poem was great to me. Um, fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck that movie. Great poem. It made my Sunday incredible. It made my Sunday incredible. Um, I'm going to call that a motherfucking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. 
I want to encourage you guys to go and Google whoever the fuck wrote that poem and stay away from the movie, uh, The Shape of Water, which great title, great poem at the end, great cover, great back cover. The middle of it, a, a used dildo. That's what fell out the book. You know, just remember that. Uh, for anybody who's a, a continued listener to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to the Instagram. Go on to the YouTube page. Subscribe. Follow. Like post. Like reels. Until next time.